This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. So when you go on traveling, right, you stop in California, you bring a raincoat, a gas mask, uh, you bring, like how many things do you take to protect yourself over there? Galoshes? Well, what do you got going on there? I, I, I got no problem with California except for the traffic in L.A. and the traffic, I, I guess, in San Francisco. That, too. I forgot the traffic. Holy shit, they got a lot of stuff going on in California, man. That is uh, crazy stuff. You know what's even crazier? Some guy named Matt Moore. I thought he was a quarterback. You know what I mean? But apparently the guy also works for the Action Network, and he, and he says we're rumored to Kelly Olynyk and his expiring contract at 32 years old. Tell me it's not true. He'd have had interest for a while and, and, and figure on a short-term basis, they need to get more height in the power rotation. They've made this kind of move the last couple of years. They brought in Dwayne Dedman, didn't work. It did initially, Big O, if you remember. They brought in Cody Zeller, didn't work in the playoffs, but did initially. They need more height. They need another big man. So that when Bam, who's not the biggest big man anyway, goes out, yeah, the Kevin Love thing works off the bench, but they need a little bit more bulk. The thought is Kelly gives him size. Kelly can be a stretch four and get it done also. There's always been a fascination. And as you know, Big O, they've always brought back players. They've always looked at guys that they felt fit in the system, that they knew were heat culture type of guys. So it's a matter of what the Jazz can get for them. I think it is possible if the Heat can come up with the resources. The Heat do not have a lot of chips left right now. But as I wrote in my Sunday column at the Sun Sentinel, I think a little bit more bulk in the middle just to have it just in case is needed. And I think a point guard who can defend quick opposing point guards is needed also for that defensive presence. So Thursday might not be a huge day. If it is, I'll jump right on the big O show. But I think that there are small little ancillary moves that would make the Heat nominally better. And when you're in eighth place, nominally better to get to sixth place is meaningful. Is it worth it? Is it worth what, what kind of chips are we talking about? Are you giving well, up? That's a the thing. I'm not to... giving up another first round pick. I'm not. I didn't like giving up the first round pick for Terry Rozier. So it's just a matter of if you think you can't re-sign Caleb Martin and you're going to lose him for nothing. Is there something more you can get at the moment? That would be the kind of guy. I know you're a Nikola Jovic fan to a degree. But again, this is a live-in-the-moment team, something like that. I think it would be a smaller piece. The problem would be matching contracts. Once you gave up that Kyle Lowry contract, you don't have a lot of money to make it mesh right there. So, look, that's a smaller piece. Might be part of a multi-team deal. But that's what I think. This is the kind of stuff also that can happen on the buyout market. I'm not saying Kelly's going to force his way out of Utah. But depending where the Jazz stand in the Western Conference race, he might say, hey, final year of a deal. Want to finish it on my terms. I've been the good soldier. So as much as the trading deadline, February 8th on Thursday for the Heat, I would look at the March 1st buyout deadline because I do agree. I think the Heat's moves now after the Rozier trade will be mostly in the margins. You know, Ira, again, see, here's my thing. I, I don't know how much that those kind of moves are really going to make because, you know, I'm watching this team last night and you're 8 of 30 from three-point range. This team cannot shoot threes. It's just not a team that's – and this is a league of threes. Well, last night you didn't, you didn't have Hero and Duncan Robinson, so that's a little bit of an exception kind of game to a degree. I understand overall the percentage actually is not bad this year. They're not shooting enough of them. They're not always shooting the right ones.
but I just wrote that at the Sun Sentinel, is this, this offense. Here's the problem, Big O. In an offensive league, you've got to be offensive. I understand winning in the mud. Spo wants to play with defense. You know what? You've seen this in football, where you can have the great running game, but you got to have the passing game. You've got to adjust to the times. The heat right now, this heat roster, this heat system, put it in the 90s, you got a great team. Put it in the 2020s, and you've got a problem. The Heat are still too stuck, to use their word, in the mud. It's an yes. offensive league. It's a three-point league. You can't keep shooting these two-pointers. They're trying to convince Tyler Hero not to. That's Terry Rozier's game that they traded for. They are playing Stone Age offense in a high-tech offensive league. I agree. I, I, I don't. So why do you keep burying yourself in the abyss why not just get the hell out of this already, dude? Why why do you keep putting yourself in this position? Why not get out of these contracts? Why not start moving forward? You're, you're actually doing a decent job of drafting and developing. You've got a young core. Let's let's move ahead. Let's start let's start getting players that fit more of what you're going to do. You're going to have to go through a rough patch, but it's it's almost I get it. We've had a nice run here. But that's because the chef in the kitchen maximizes all this. But he does things that nobody else is ever going to do. You're never going to win with this kind of team. It's just it's obvious to just watch it every night. And with or without Tyler, my brother, or with or without Duncan, they're still not good enough in the three-point area overall as a team. They don't have enough. And these guys aren't efficient enough as a team at times. And you know, you, you and I have been talking about this lately. That, and I've been I've been harping on this for a while. That I want uh, Bam to play closer to the rim so he can become more of an efficient player because that's who he is. If he's never going to develop a three, then dude, get back inside a little bit more. It's almost like they they go against the grain on everything. It's a two point team. Certain players really don't play the way they should play. I, I I really don't understand this. To me, there's there's no method behind the madness of what's going on with the Miami. Except, Big O, how many teams a season after they make the NBA Finals blow it up? So, so what we have to do here, Big O, is talk about this. Was 2020 NBA Finals? Was 2020, 2022 Eastern Conference Finals one shot from the Finals? Was 2023... NBA Finals, fool's gold. That's the thing. Yes. Now, you can't. You cannot point to me, Big O. Many teams in many sports, after getting to the championship round or the championship game, who within a year will blow it up. So that's part. I don't want to say a problem because we sure as hell enjoyed the run to the NBA Finals last year. Sure, and who yeah. knows? It might happen again. So that's the thing you have to say to yourself. Was that fool's gold? This team will never acknowledge that. This team, I don't know if this fan base will acknowledge it. I just find it hard to believe, Big O, that a year after making the NBA Finals, a team would just go ahead and blow it up. I, I think that's almost unprecedented. Do teams stay together too long? Absolutely. Do teams stay stuck in the middle mud too long? Absolutely. There's nothing worse than mediocrity, especially when you have lotteries, when you have drafts, when you can make that move, when you can get cap space. So it's almost like the Heat are carrying this 80-pound stone in, in tow because they found a way last year, even last night. Bam Adebayo was asked the question, well, you guys have been through adversity before, and it becomes a crutch. 
Well, we did it last year. We can do it again. And you know what, Big O? I might still be doing Acker Pembroke Pines reports from the playoffs in May and in June. You just don't know with this team. But right. I understand if you look at this team's offense, the 27th scoring offense in the NBA, the only team scoring fewer are the Portlands and the Charlottes and the garbage teams. So that should tell you something. But instead, Spo sits up there last night and talks about the defense coming around. And you sort of shake your head because you've lost eight of the last 10 games. But right. that's who they are. They really should be the Raptors. Because to a degree, these are the Miami dinosaurs. They are still living in a prehistoric scoring age, thinking it can work. Sort of worked last year. So I guess you got to give them. You always say this on your shows. Even when I'm not doing my Acura Pembroke Pines segment, you always say, you have to respect what the Miami Heat have done because they always find a way. So I guess for now, we have to respect the system of they're going to try to beat you 102-99. Hell, tomorrow's game against Orlando, two teams that can't score. I don't know what the over-under is. I know you'll give a line at some point, but you might want to consider the under. Yeah, no, and listen, it, this is a weird dynamic because covering sports for a long time, you think you've seen everything, right? And then all of a sudden, something happens that you have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Well, in a way, we've never really experienced this because it is fool's gold, and then it isn't. Because it's fool's gold because we all know deep down inside, if you're objective with yourself, the Miami Heat have zero business winning a title. Zero. They, In fact, they have zero business being in the NBA Finals or being in the Eastern Conference Finals. The last four years, zero business. But yet, here goes Eric Spolstra doing the amazing, the phenomenal, the what you never expect, and maximizing the talent, just like what he did with 31 and 10 and the Scrubberinis, where he almost got those guys, you know, into the playoffs. This guy's been doing this for years now. So that's the part that's not fool's gold because okay. you happen to have, you know, a great front office, the best coach in the NBA. And, but you look at the talent and you're like, okay, there's, you know, cause I've been, I said, from the moment you, you acquired Jimmy, if you don't find that other superstar, you're not going to win a, a, a title. And sure enough, you haven't been able to find that other superstar. And that's why there is no other title. We know what titles look like. They used to come with two or three uh, superstars with it. Right. That's how. That's the. That's what we've seen. Every time they hang up a banner, there's two or three superstars tied to that team and that banner. We don't have that with this team, and it's the weirdest dynamic. We've never had this kind of dynamic. Well, maybe the one year I guess Woodstock with the Dolphins. Maybe that's about the closest I can get to it. This is a weird dynamic that the coaching staff and the front office do enough to keep you interested, even though you look at the inventory sure. and it makes no sense whatsoever. You're, maybe, maybe, have, even, maybe even the Chad Pennington playoff year when his little dink and dunk game got you to the playoffs and you thought you found something when it really was. Right, yeah. that Wildcat fooled people for a couple right. of games. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, although, you know what? That's still flukish where this is four straight years. Yeah. Woodstock, flukish. This is four straight and, years. And Big O, that's the point I'm trying to make is this. Weird. As much as you're a gambling man, I don't think you're betting your, your retirement fund on the Heat not making it out of the first round. 
or no even way. into you you just don't know with this team so and, and the expression we always use with the heat is benefit of the doubt they have earned the yes. benefit of the doubt but yes. are they playing 2024 style basketball no they oh. are not they, they are have, trying to get their way to fit in somehow, square peg, round hole, to still make it work. And it might. And they did win seven in a row at one point this season. And they were eight games over 500 at one point this season. And they did seem positioned. So maybe it comes around. Maybe it doesn't. But I do agree with one part you're saying. And this was even true of the 11-30 and 30 and then 30-11 finish with the Willie Reed team and those players. This team is mismatched. And I think they know that. But you know what? It's hard to create the perfect team. The Lakers don't have the perfect team. Now the Warriors don't have the perfect team. So at least they're trying like with the Rozier trade to see if they can make something happen. And maybe it is Tyler going out. And maybe it is Jimmy when they sit down this summer going, yeah, there's no two-year extension, Jimmy. You're either going to play it our way or we'll play it a different way. Uh, if people who aren't just only listening, Big O's shaking his head right now. I totally get that. So that's the thing. I do think you have to let it play out one more time. I don't think it'll be that detrimental for the future because you can trade Tyler in the offseason. You can work something with Jimmy if he doesn't want the extension. And like we say, you can still turn to the young enough kids in the Bams and the Jaime Hawkeses, and you will find your Kevin Loves. You'll find your fill-in pieces also. But right now, it's hard to envision them threading that needle to get deep into the playoffs with this offense and this approach and this style unless – Playoff Jimmy Butler reemerges from the dust like he does at times. And, and team three point because they couldn't shoot threes last year. And they year could either. last year in the playoffs. Boom. So last year it was Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Maybe it'll be Josh Richardson this year. Maybe it'll be Hayward Highsmith or Caleb Martin. Doesn't seem possible. But I got to tell you, after that first play and loss to the Hawks, no one was high on the heat then, nor were they in the fourth quarter against the Bulls in the no. winner go home game. And then Max Struess gets hot. So. Hey, it only takes a moment, but we've yet to see that moment. I agree. Yeah. By the way, the Gabe Vincent uh, signing didn't go well for the Lakers. It's Kendrick Nunn all over again. A guy who plays well with the Heat, had an injury passed, shows up. The injuries are nonstop. Kendrick Nunn basically never played for the Lakers before he was dealt to the Wizards. Gabe Vincent's the same situation. There is talk right now that Gabe Vincent might get traded because he's on a favorable contract at Thursday's trading deadline. So there might wind up at the end of the day be no Gabe Vincent era. And that shows shows that shows how you know hard it is to get someone else's project to work in your system. The perfect example is that he had two guys leave this offseason. Gabe Vincent didn't work out for the Lakers. But you know what? Max Struess has worked out fantastically as a do-it-all player, playing shooting guard, small forward, power forward for the Cavaliers. So it is that sort of hit and miss kind of thing. The Heat load up these guys. Some guys hit like a Max Struess. Some guys turn into Kendrick Nunn or now maybe Gabe Vincent. Uh, by the way, what Struess is doing is actually rare for one of those kind of Heat-free yes. agents. Usually yeah, the, heat, they the Heat project players who've gone elsewhere mostly have struggled. Another turnaround story to a degree now is Derek Jones Jr. is starting for the Mavericks and playing well, but he also oh, went to Chicago and to Portland. And did it right away. So with very few of heat, these Heat project kind of guys wind up thriving somewhere else because they need the Heat system. Max Struess was always different. He was more of his own man. And, and he was the kind of guy you could see that, hey, this guy knows it. He'll adjust to the system of Cleveland. He'll adjust somewhere else. He gets it. That makes him a little bit different. You know, sometimes um, you've got to deal with a player's body. And it's worth it. 
You know, Joe Burrow's been injured several times in a very short career with the Bengals. What are you going to do? Get rid of one of the best quarterbacks in the league? No, you're not going to do that. Well, the Philadelphia 76ers have one of the best centers in the league, and he has had a long injury history, and Joel has picked up another injury. Yeah. And it, it's 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 a weird dynamic because sometimes you see that in different sports. Hell, we have it here with Tua. You know, like, what are you going to do? Get rid of one of the best quarterbacks in the league? It's 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 hard to do those kind of things. And with Embiid now, that this is devastating, you know, for the Sixers. But, again, wh what are you going to do? You got to kind of live. You got to take the good and the bad. It's you got sort of like Tyler. It's sort of like Tyler in the playoffs. He can have great seasons. And then the playoffs, two years in a row, he goes down in the playoffs, can't make it to the finish line, and you wind up losing a key component. So it's not only players who get injured. It's when they get injured. And are yeah. they there for the biggest moments? That's what matters most. Yeah. And the Embiid one is probably going to bury the Sixers now. Oh, oh right. I mean, they were great record with them, 2-10 and ten without him. You know, they traded Harden because they wanted the maxi Embiid chemistry. Now they sort of need Harden, who looked very good, by the way, last night for the Clippers. So you know what? You build your team on something. Hey, it's the same in every sport. Injuries at the end of the day will kill you. These all sports are based on superstars. The NBA is the only sport where you only play five at a time. So losing your key component means that much more. What do you got going on the Sentinel so folks can check you well, out? You know what? People don't understand. When I write Ask Ira, I take from the mailbag the questions people ask the most. So the other day I had answered the question, should Tyler come off the bench? We've spoken about it in our accurate Pembroke Pines reports and other people. And people got back to me. It's not fair. Why are you pointing to him? So today I raised the other possibility. Might Terry Rozier off the bench be a way for this team to go to get another defender in the starting lineup to get someone who works better with Tyler Hero? You know, look, Terry came in, obviously was told he's going to be a starter, but things change. You want to maximize it. So in my Ask Ira, I investigated and looked a little into that. And you know what? If you remember Big O, after the All-Star break last season, the Heat changed it up. Caleb Martin was starting. They started Kevin Love. I think you play it out to the All-Star break, which is six more games. And I think then, yeah, when you get a week off, I think Eric Spolstra has to go into the laboratory. And to use his phrasing, has to look at everything and anything for that stretch run that was so productive for the Heat at the end of last season. So maybe that's a possibility. And then I wrote my seemingly once-a-month story, why can't the Heat score? And I spoke to Bam and Kevin Love and Josh Richardson because you have so many weapons here. Jimmy can score and Tyler can score and Bam can score and Jaime Hawkins can score but they can't score. And at first they're telling us there's too many injuries. Now they're telling us there's too many scores. Got to figure that out. So it's what yeah. you and I spoke about. Yeah. I, the, only, the only thing I don't like in this conversation is too much accommodating for Tyler Hero. I'm kind of tired of accommodating Tyler Hero. They can accomplish anything without Tyler Hero. With Tyler Hero, they're not accomplishing anything great. We are hanging on to the scowl in the bubble and we're all waiting for that moment to come back, and that moment has never come back. Uh, the kids never crossed that threshold as defensively. The kid has never crossed the threshold of being uh, reliable and especially durable. Uh, to me, I'm kind of tired of trying to, like you just said now, you start, well, Terry Rozier doesn't play well with Tyler. Well, Tyler doesn't play well with anybody, okay, because they don't accomplish well, and, shit. And, 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 and Big O, and the, and the point to that being – the point Bench. of that being, if you give a guy four years at $120 million, you're married. You put a ring on it. That's the difference. And once you put a ring on it, you can't walk away from it because if I'm Mickey Arison and Nick Arison, I'm saying like, wait, wait a minute. You guys made the decision to give this amount of money to this guy. Make it work. So the decision with Tyler is not a now decision. 
The decision with Tyler is a year ago decision at his rookie extension. Once you pay for it, once you put a ring on it, hey, you're wedded to trying to make that work. You can you can wed Katya all you want, dude. You can still put Katya where you want to put Katya. Out of this part. I'm out. And just say, hey, yo, brother, I need you off the bench. From here on out, you're better suited off the bench. I and don't maybe, care. And maybe after the All-Star break, we see someone like that. But either way, he has to be a prime component of your rotation at $30 million that, a year. That, that, I have no problem with that. Okay. But I think off the bench is the best place for Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, since the bubble, has never proven to really be that difference maker. You must have in the right. starting lineup because he's just – he doesn't bring it defensively to add some balance. And offensively, he's still too inconsistent. As it is. So, you know, to me, I, I just would rather have him off the bench and let's see if Terry and the rest of these guys and if by putting him off the on the bench, I have a better chance of bringing somebody off the bench that actually will give me offense and defense at the same time, maybe set a better tempo to start the game. I don't know. I just I'll, ta- I'll, I'll talk start- to Spo. I'll tell him what big O thinks. Yes, please. Spo. Put his ass on the bench. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catch his work at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Make sure you subscribe. Ira, as always, thank you, my brother. We'll catch up next week. Catch you next week in our Acura Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. And, of course, the great people at Acura Pembroke Pines. They have got it going on. 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. They got a large selection there. I got a brand, a, a, lot, a, a lot that is loaded with a bunch of brand new vehicles and a lot of a lot of uh, certified pre-owned vehicles, and they look like they're brand new right now. The 2024 Integra, you can get it for 329 a month. The 2024 RDX 459, the MDX 499. We've got the customer appreciation sales event going on right now at the number one volume sales dealership. In the, in the United States, I was about to say Southeast because they've been number one in the Southeast for like 13 years, but now they are number one because they were like number two, number three for many years. Now they took over the number one spot in the United States, and that is Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines.